From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin' watching Netflix How much time's gone by We're talking TV From Suits to Supernatural Talking TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black True Detective Bombed at Second Crack The Walking Dead Arrow and the Flash Get on a geek, this is week 25. Yes, there's 25 weeks and we are nowhere near finishing off <laughs> of DC TV. My name is Mitch. Joining me, laughing in the corner at my stupidity, is Terry. How are you doing? Hey, good. Uh, yeah, Very it's good. crazy. Like We think about, uh, what, these shows, 22, 23 episodes per season, but we're literally on. hey, this week has only got one episode. It's a whole new week. So as long as these shows are on air, we're going to number the weeks. And I think from what I've worked out, we're going to finish at around... Week 32, when Supergirl wraps wow. up its 23rd episode. So, uh, seems crazy that a show would... I mean, here we are going, God, these shows should be shorter and run for 13 episodes. Here we are talking about them for 32 weeks worth of... That's just too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think that's well over half the year, like they're on air for more than they're not. And then by the time we finish these chats, they'll be just about to, ready to debut and we can do it yep. all over again. <laughs> So let's get into uh, set hero, Supergirl. Episode 16, so we've still got a little bit to cover. We're in Of Two Minds. This one picks up pretty much straight after last week. It ended with the yeah. you know the pigeons falling out of the skies, like biblical plagues and shit. Oh, that's right. Monel going, it's pestilence. Did we even talk about I, that? Last we week? didn't mention the pigeons at all. No. Like, I, how? <laughs> like, the most forgot. relevant thing for the ongoing story in last week's otherwise filler episode, and we're like, nah, well, that's not relevant for us. <laughs> well, we had just forgotten because we watched it so very long there ago. There might have been a little bit of that too, so. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. Like, you know, we don't know what their powers are going to be. You know, we've had Rain, who is, for all intents and purposes, an evil Supergirl. We've got... Purity, who has black canary powers and probably flight and everything else, but otherwise she's got the vibration mouth thing going on. What the hell's Pestilence going to be about? Now, well, she's a plague. And I know when they mentioned her, I think uh, two weeks ago, and they said in the future, Pestilence becomes a. And I didn't understand what Monel was talking about. And I don't think you did either. Uh-uh. And I thought he said light. I'm like, what the hell's that mean? He said blight. And it's like, oh, right. Like she decimates the world. Awesome. So they've come back. That's their mission is to kill her. Like compared to pestilence, rain and purity obviously don't survive or aren't that much of a threat. So the idea that birds are dropping out of the sky, we've got people dropping down there, sick all over the place. Like yeah. it's it's actually got a bit of stakes about it this episode, which was well, it's a nice change to put it bluntly. It was. And it's just it's interesting how this entire season has all been about rain. Mm. And yet According to this episode, she's not even, it's not really a blip on the radar. It's pestilence that's the problem. Yeah. Like so when they look back at, in, in the future, I know they said a lot of records were lost. Surely you'd know though if rain had caused some real damage, you know? Yeah. They know that Supergirl was great. Monel's got some great memories of her before the rain era. But uh, yeah, pestilence, she's, she's still kicking goals a thousand years in the future. So uh, I, I like, I guess, the, the, the moral, 
you know, between uh, Imran and and Kara that they both don't want to kill people, but can they just break that rule once, you know? Yeah. And, and obviously Supergirl carries on the same moral values that her cousin Superman does and to another extension <laughs> Batman that they will do everything to stop these people but they absolutely will not kill people like they should have just brought Even Oliver Oliver would have just killed he wouldn't have thought twice about it yeah he would have used a dummy arrow like oh I'm just oh, a prototype bang dead okay it works <laughs> what you know target practice but I like that she's still going no 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 I, I, for me as an audience member I'm like yeah, I kind of agree with them it's probably worth killing that one person because she's uh super bad mm, mm. she kills the entire planet universe yeah. maybe yeah but i know we can talk her down yeah f- off cara <laughs> you love cara oh god. my god oh, i love how much you, you love know, cara the best part of this episode was when imran actually said to her you failed yeah that was great yeah <laughs> And then even at the end where she sort of come back and Kara said, look, I'm, I'm sorry that we disagree. And Emron sort of said, no, 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 you shouldn't want to be like me. You shouldn't want to make that choice because that's what makes you, you. But then sort of stopped short and said, I mean, I'm still glad I was going to kill her. Like, I'm happy to do what I'm going to do. You don't have to become me though, but neither do I have to become about you. Okay, bye now. Like, it was kind of a weird backwards compliment in a way. Yeah. Um, but what I did like uh, to, to make a point of difference between especially purity and pestilence is that when they were trying to save purity, they were appealing to Julia, her human side, because Julia clearly did not want to become purity, and she, and she was crying and scared. What you know, what's going to happen? She's got no idea what she's capable of once she turns. And then since she turned in that episode and escaped, as far as we know, she's never gone back. And they were hoping to do the same thing. Supergirl's like, I've got to appeal to her human side. We've got to save her human side. So it was a nice change to see that this human side actually embraced being an evil alien bitch and was like, I'm a doctor, but I don't have to save people now. I feel so f***ing free. <laughs> I don't have to feel bad about people dying. In fact, I'm going to go out of my way to kill people. Yeah, but she was killing bad people, though. Yeah. Yeah. And arguably she doing she a better... Like Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> and what Rain is apparently doing. Like, she's at a cleanse the world, but she's killed, like, four people. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're supposed to be really, really afraid of her. Not to the point that Superman's going to show up, of course. Like, why? There's other Kryptonians on Earth. He's like... But maybe he's like us. He's watching from Metropolis going, eating popcorn. Are like Kryptonians? Well, for... Yeah. I mean, when we saw Rain sent off in the, in the, in the ship at the end of last season... Oh, that's right. That was Krypton. It was on Krypton, so... It's probably it's probably incorrect. I'm just gonna you know for all intents and purposes they're they're Kryptonian, but clearly yeah. Carlyle's not worried about it. He's not making a trip over. They haven't even mentioned him. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's you know rights issues and stuff, but come on, yeah, give us a reason. So I I I liked I did like that change though that that, that all three of them aren't humans that don't want to bow down to this power and just get taken over against their will that one of them is actually and the one that as far as we're told going to go into the future and be the most evil absolutely loves doing what she's doing and then ended up being a a good fight like they were fighting mid-air like forcing each other as powerful godlike creatures would be smashing each other at supersonic speeds up and around the joint you know destroying that building they're in like it was a lot of it was a nice fresh change to how they approach this character, like otherwise, we see Supergirl fighting at the speed of a really fast human, mm. you know. So, little change. It was, it was overall of spoiler alert. It was this is a really good week of these shows. I really yeah. liked all three of Same. them. Maybe it'll be interesting how how I rank them. But yeah, this was a good 
a good place to start. I it was I'm definitely improving on last week, but yeah, one of one of the better episodes of the year, I want to say, yeah. for this show. Do you think though um, maybe they were trying to save on some money with just brainies? <laughs> Brainiac. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, we're not going to worry about him being blue anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it was weird. Eh? We were like when they walked in, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Brainiac." Like, I'm not. I'm sure you're the same. You're like, there's Brainiac, cool. And they're like, "Who are you?" He switches it on, and then Win walks in, and he goes, "Hey, Brainy." Like, how can you tell that's him? And yeah. I'm like, "Okay, let let's let's not pretend that he's supposed to look like, you know, an actual." robot with robot features he's supposed to look like a cyborg you know yeah. and, and have a human face um but it was weird that they've kind of presented him as human to go hey here's my human face no makeup required then they've spent you know the bare minimum money on that tiny little effect to wipe over his body he's went and done the makeup yeah he stands there again but then he's not in that form again for the rest of the episode and probably won't be for the next three or four weeks Probably they've looked not. ahead yeah. they're like we need to save some money in the next month we got a party coming up guys we need a rap party <laughs> brainy it's just going to be you now yeah. well I feel for that guy if like he's if that's his I wonder if that's his real hair or if he's wearing a white wig and then a black wig as the human form because otherwise that's a lot of work that guy's to go through I think the black hair is his see the thing is um, for me that was actually the first time I've seen him on TV as himself mm. because I used to watch Defiance mm. and he was um, a Lactar in Defiance. So he was actually white. Oh, with, right. Like really funny, um, like pink sort of eyes and white hair. Yeah. So that was the first time I kind of saw him normal. He's probably embracing the change too. <laughs> He's like, for once, <laughs> God, let me show up and let my skin breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let my luscious hair out too. It's like a cleaner version of Cisco. That thing's just all yeah, over the place. That hair. Yep. Yeah, I know we can talk about that later. Cisco is very heavily featured in the next one. But then you got the Sam versus Rain like realm, you know, like Lena, I think was it last week, theorized, oh no, you don't so much become Rain as you your consciousness disappears into like mm. another dimension. And then she goes into the same dimension that in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, kind of was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, where uh, Malice was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything's got it's like a purple hue. Copy bits from each of our shows and just mish them into different episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it all looks the same. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like that mental battle and and all that. But it they they went back to that well like four or five times, and every time she comes back out, Lena, did you find a cure? Not yet. Two minutes later, we need to send you back in. Don't want to go back in. Goes in, comes out. Don't want to go back in. Going to have to send you back in. And, you know, it gets to the end of the episode. Well, it's all for nothing because, you know, the, the world killers unite and they fly off in a little trio. And yeah. In their costumes that just manifest out of mm. air. Yeah. That's where I got confused with Sam disappearing into the other dimension. I mean, it makes sense, though, with what we were asking a few weeks ago that Sam turning into rain suddenly finds time as fast as she is to go and plait her hair, yeah. you know, get the costume on, put the mask on, put some eyeshadow under the, under the, ma under the mask. Yep. So you don't, you can't see around, uh, around her eyes. And I thought the same thing with pestilence in this episode as well. Yeah. Like, oh, she just has time for a costume change. But yep. then obviously we see that they just magically appear on their body. Yeah. And so what I uh, refresh my memory, if you remember like when that, that final change happened, 
Or even in the security video where, where Lena proved to Sam that she was Rain. Yeah. The security foot like she didn't disappear and become Rain. Like she was still in the hospital gown, running around, I, laser going friggin' yeah. crazy and stuff. And I'm like, all right, so at what point do you actually become Platt Girl, you know, yep. and, and, and have all the leather on and, and go crazy with the voice? But I tell you what, Lena's trying to work on a cure. She's got a force field that these people can't break. Like, why not share that technology around yeah. at the very least? Like Go have Supergirl fight her and just someone else drop a cage of force field energy around her, like encase these motherfuckers. It's like that's just that was just such a side. Well, speaking of, didn't Im- she had one? She was in, I don't really understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in a force field or. Well, she, yeah, she right. She just sort of did put um, pestilence in it. Yeah. While she was trying to, yeah, like, why is this only a thing now? I feel like this is something that could have been utilised earlier. Uh, We did have a question that was answered, though. We asked, um, well, we sort of talked about a couple of weeks back about James Mm. and what it is that he does. Does he still work there? And (laughs) he actually mentioned it. He said, um, it's called delegation. Yeah. So, okay, he's not actually doing anything. He still works there, but he's getting everybody to do his work. Good boss. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the state of Catco at the moment. They're just loose as right yeah. now. The shit they'd be printing. All of a sudden, they're TMZ. Like we're gonna we're gonna have Cat like come back from Canada or whatever the friggin' hell she is. Is she still working for Linda Carter? What's even happening? Like I don't know. Well, that's the other thing. Shouldn't the president be involved in in this as well? <laughs> All right, let's talk Flash. Flash. This was a good episode. Therefore, she is the title of it. I have no idea what uh, what that meant oh. going in. But yeah, I thought, again, this, like Supergirl, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is another good episode. What's going on with this week? Arrow, are you going to let me down? Because we very rarely have three solid episodes. But yet, this was this was a good Flash episode. We're few and far between this season. Yeah, very much so. I, I really, um, as much as, was it last week or the week before, we had Diaz's backstory and I hated that episode. I thought it was complete bullshit i loved the backstory mm. of how um i still forget it Marlies and um clifford got together yeah. and they didn't actually like each other that much in the beginning and yeah and she totally disagreed with his theories yeah until she was hurt and then yeah but she came around quick yeah yeah very quick <laughs> we'll get to that but yeah i agree like i i loved the way that it started, and that we actually because in the in the in the previously on the Flash, the Enlightenment, Enlightenment. I'm like, can we f-ing start talking what the Enlightenment is? I'm actually over not knowing what this is. Like yep. my evil, he may as well just say evil plan because at this stage it would mean as much as Enlightenment. We don't have any context, and then it literally starts with you know seven or eight years ago when they meet, and he's talking about an older Enlightenment or what happened, or this other guy that had a a, 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 a prophecy or a theory or whatever. And we get to think, yeah, he he wants to take away technology, which kind of feels like a bit of a... It's starting to become a bit of a trope in, in, in modern day, especially blockbusters with bad guys and stuff, and that's what's really destroying society. But at the same time, thank God we got to know what the Enlightenment is actually going to be. Yeah. And to come in the way of, yeah, a little backstory between those two, because up until this point, she's just been evil wife, and then she kind of got over it three episodes and ago, and now she's under his mind control. But to see what she was beforehand, that you're right, she mm. she never agreed with him yeah. for the longest time. And I actually come to like her interpretation of the character so much, not that I didn't beforehand, it just didn't mean anything. And now 
seeing what she was and even who he was and that weakness that he had when she left him. Like, yeah. it was good. I Yeah, it sort of took me back to when we were first introduced to these two characters and liking their chemistry, but to see them in a you know, seven or eight years ago storyline was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. The only thing that did bug me a little bit was, yeah, he wants to get rid of technology, but in order to do what he's doing, he's using a oh, buttload of technology. Every advanced piece of technology out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, defeating... Uh, not defeating, contradicting everything that he stands for. Yeah. It kind of makes no sense. Well, see, that was the question I had at the end of the episode, was that through the backstory, we we come to understand that his plan is to basically turn us all into brain-dead idiots, like take us back to the Stone Age, we forget about technology, and then we, we're going to advance as a society the proper way. Yeah. But then come the end, you had Mali say to him, you don't want to you know, do whatever it was. I can't remember the exact line. You want to rule them. Mm. And I thought, okay, so has the Enlightenment changed? Like, has he been just saying, yeah, Enlightenment, Enlightenment, yeah, you know that thing where I'm going to, like, reset humanity and then yeah. I'm going to teach them the right way? Or is he now just going to, like, send out a massive worldwide signal or something, take over everyone's minds and just be a leader without taking them back to, like, base level thinking or anything so i'm, I'm actually not sure because that would that would maybe play into what you just said that he's using all this advanced tech to do it so is there is it is it irony is it is it um contradictory what he's doing which is the original enlightenment yeah. or is he just doing it now so he can rule the world which seems like a, a very old and used trope but it's not he's, he's actually it's not just oh, i'm going to establish power he's actually going to have a, a a con- constant grip over over everyone in the world. So, well, there was one conversation that they had. I think it was when they were it was in the past, and they were on that panel. Mm. I, I think it was their first sort of conversation. Yeah, and he had said something about. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it was like every smart man or every um, smart person ends up becoming like obsessed with power, and yeah. they end up being bad. And I feel like he's actually becoming exactly what he mm. said. Yeah. If I remembered it properly, no, it sounded like such a reason. No, 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 <laughs> you're right. No, that's yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, they because uh, her point was it's not technology's fault; it's the person who uses it. And then he said, "Yeah, all evil men succumb to the technology." And I'm like, "That's her point." <laughs> like, yeah. but yeah, that you're right. Like he, he, he. That's why I'm thinking maybe exactly what the Enlightenment is has changed because what it was when he set out was one thing, and it was it was as evil as it was it was coming from a more pure place now it's turning into something far more sinister like he's he's went too far like he's he's basically in a more advanced version of um wells where wells after using the dark matter and the intelligence grower you know (laughs) inhibitor not inhibitor um thinking cap but now he's Losing his intelligence, the mm. thing is sort of like exponentially growing, and maybe yeah, that's that's what's yeah, turn him, turning dark side. So I'm yeah, I'm actually really keen. Just it it was I knew nothing about the Enlightenment before this episode, and now I'm thinking there are two versions of the Enlightenment, and I'm wondering yeah. which one, or maybe there's not two, but I'm wondering if there is, and which one he's going to end up following through. So finally, we we yeah, we're telling a prequel story, but it's actually very relevant to mm. the, the the present day storyline and the future of this of this particular season. So thank God. Because they've been missing in action for for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. 
And well, now that um, she grew some balls and decided, uh, f- you, Clifford, I'm leaving, she mm. took his chair. So yeah. does that, how does that change his, or did he, are we going to find out next week that he'd already foreseen that? Yeah, pro- probably. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> I can see everything in the multiverse. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, yeah, I thought that scene was, was really cool. Just that I'm leaving you, Clifford. I love the way that she's Clifford. Yeah. She pronounces every single letter Clifford. And then she's like, you're nothing without me. And I'm like, oh shit, using yeah. his own words back at him back when he was dark and depressed yep. and alone. And you're throwing that back at him now. And he's like, whatever, bitch. And then she left. And just a little bit of him was like, damn it. Mm. Like, uh, I don't need you, but I need you here. Like, it's it might not help his plan, but just his own sort of stability, like on a subconscious level, it might start to be his yeah his undoing. So yeah. I like that. And again, like in Supergirl, force fields, bloody handy. <laughs> like it even stops the thinker. Like, is he able to teleport out there using the the, the hippies uh, meta power? Or did he just choose not to do that in that particular moment so he could have that conversation? Yeah. But surely she's not going to leave him there in that force field. Like, she was basically saying, I'm going to leave you and you won't win. And I'm like, but if you're leaving him in a force field, you're either convinced that it's strong enough to hold him or you're not. And the fact that you're saying, oh, no matter what happens next, you won't win. That sounds like you know he's going to get out of that. Mm. So for mine, he could get out of that with that teleportation power. He's just choosing not to. So yeah. maybe it plays in what you just said, that he'd foreseen this, but he's just living out the conversation. So, yeah. I mean, eventually he's going to be beaten because he doesn't see something coming. But I still kind of like that he's always one step ahead. Like, you know, no matter what our guys throw at him and, you know, I mean, the, the piece of tech in this episode, be like, let's get him. He doesn't even know that we know to go to this particular city. <laughs> and then they still don't beat him there. Yeah. And then when they get there, they still don't beat him. Like, it's whatever. Like, he's, they just continually get their ass kicked by this fight. No matter how many superpowered people from different dimensions they bring on, yeah. he's still always one step ahead. So that's going to start unraveling. I mean, we're in episode 20. We've got three left. Three left. Let's start wrapping this shit up. Um, the other side of this story, Cisco and Gypsy, um, yeah. they got you know some relationship problems going on. I, I kind of like that you know she, he didn't want her to ask him to make his mind up. She clearly didn't want to do that. And they finally have that conversation. She doesn't want him to take the job, and he doesn't want to take the job. And it was like, oh, thank God, we can actually <laughs> act normal around each other. But then a like a bit of a heartbreaking scene. Like you take the superpower elements out of it, you take the fact that they live in separate worlds. And him saying, look, you've got a very important job. I'm not going to tell you to give it up. I've got a pretty important place. I can't leave people behind. Are you happy with what we've got? And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I think I am. If this means I get you, then I'm happy. He's like, I love you too. Mm. This is not enough for me. I need more of you, but I'm not going to give up what I have and I'm not going to make you give up what you had. And neither of them wanted to break up, but it was kind of like, well, we can't go on anywhere. Like It was a a pretty good scene that... And, like, my wife's from interstate. She would love to move back home, but I've, like, kept her here like a prisoner. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God you're in, in the kitchen at the moment getting some dessert. You don't watch this because then it makes it a little bit more real. Um, so it was it was a really well done scene. And then the, the fact that he took her back to her world, you know, they have the same police station. They have that final kiss goodbye. And it's like, man, this is some real shit. Like, this, is, this could be in any real world set drama. Like, this is a real scene. Yeah. It was a good breakup. Well written. It was very sad. Yeah. It was sad. And well, well acted, I thought, especially by Cisco. He had he had more to or more to say. You know, she was reacting, um, and uh, yeah, I thought I thought both of them did did really well. She showed us you know a softer side that Gypsy doesn't often show in the last mm. couple of seasons. So 
Yeah. Are they are they done though? Do you think do you think that is it between these two? Is that enough of a goodbye to the gypsy character? Uh, I hope not. Otherwise, like if they're going to break them up and you'll never see her again, what was the point of having her in the first place? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like they started something, they wanted to do something interesting and they get to now and it's like, yeah, we've had her dad, didn't really work out. Okay. Let's just write her off. Like, yeah, it, (laughs) it, it, it's good intentions, just unfinished. So yeah, I, I, I kind of, I mean, maybe you look at Arrow, the makeup of the way arrow works is going to change like season six is all about that team breaking apart arrow becoming his own solo hero so season seven is going to be so different the way that season six and probably the last three or four seasons i really have hope been. so actually yeah. <laughs> i'm liking the way it's going a little bit it's going back to season one yeah. whereas flash i mean we've cisco's been there since day dot but do we get to a point next season does cisco at the end of the season make the decision to go and Hey, you know what? We've stopped Devo. I I th- I feel comfortable going now. I can leave you guys. You know the our darkest days are over. I can go and 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 live with that uh, with Gypsy now. So I haven't read anything to suggest that is what is going to happen. But maybe I'm just staying away from the right article. So <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I think this show needs Cisco as annoying as he was in like season three and or is it late season two, you know, I think this show absolutely needs him. He needs that chemistry and, yeah, you know, they've definitely. sort of missed a few opportunities to really have fun with that uh, on a number of occasions this season. But for really overall the last four years, you need him in that, in that makeup. So mystery girl though, at the end shows up to deliver a, uh, a present yeah. for the baby shower. So, Very small baby shower, might I add to it. Was I, like four people. I, do you know what? I got to say they're assholes. <laughs> Total assholes because everybody was there yeah. and they were talking about family. Yeah, I'm sorry. Where's Harry? Where's her daughter? Yeah, <laughs> she's had. She has a child. She has a kid. Yeah, and like Harry, they used Harry. Yeah, so that she couldn't read everybody else's mind. But then he wasn't even invited. Yeah, and I like how they utilized her power to be relevant to their mission like when she was just there a couple of weeks ago it's like i can read minds and it was annoying for an episode Mm. this was great that harry thought of things and solutions to problems and then they disappeared before he even really knew they were there but she could read them and she's writing them all down she doesn't understand what she's writing like that was a really cool like yin and yang you know cloak and dagger type of thing they work together so well and without one the other doesn't 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 operate so that was really cool but i know ben's laughed at me on this podcast before when i've uh I've I've looked at the 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 insular scenes or stories that they have uh and 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 relationships in this show and I've compared it in the you know most most minute way to home and away and if you're listening from overseas a uh, a, a a serial um drama <laughs> that's well sure <laughs> that's been on Australian TV for 25 years that you know every party they have is is at the cafe is mm. at the diner like every every school formal you know is there like everything ever is always in three different locations because yeah. the show hasn't got a massive budget they've got you know a set and two main locations they like to shoot at and that's it so the fact that her baby shower yes it was in one of the apartments which you, that makes sense that's fine but they only have like a skeleton crew of invitees and it's literally her husband her stepdaughter or soon to be stepdaughter yeah soon to be 
What's Barry? Son-in-law. What would that? What, son-in-law. Yeah, soon, yes, son-in-law. soon to be son-in-law, and who else was it? Anyone else even that was yeah, Caitlin I mean, there? Caitlin, Caitlin and Cisco and were there, and that was it. The whole team was there except Harry. Harry, yeah, so like I, it was I just, just thought you bastard. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> why, why is everyone else? like? Why can't you have just hire ten extras? Yeah, but hey, surprise, and then they just disappear and they go and eat food. Yeah, like that's that's easy. Have the crew, like. Give them an extra day's half wage or something. Like, God, extras. Have fans come in. You could you could go on omaze.com. They run really great competitions where you can donate five bucks and you can win an overseas trip to go and be a speaking role in Star Wars. Like, you could raise money and have 10 fans be her baby shower guests. And it makes the scene look more realistic than yeah. just having four people like, in a baby not shower. have friends? Yeah, that's and their work yeah. colleagues, they don't hang out with their work colleagues. Iris's Hens Night. It was only the female characters that we've ever seen on this show. Yeah, three of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're my best friends, and I'm like, what about your school friends? What about the people that you've worked with? Like, yeah. what about cousins or anything? Like, no, no, no. My best friends are Caitlin, and who else? Uh, what's that chick from Arrow? Yeah, we'll have her. Like, so <laughs> weird, so strange, but. Whatever. It was. Mystery girl, though. She shows up. We have had some questions about we her. We thought she was Barry and Iris's, but maybe she's Joe and Cecilia's. Cecile, whatever her name is. Maybe she's oh, their daughter. shit. Okay, well, look, I didn't think. Oh, Let me... you didn't think that? No, I, I didn't pick. I want to hear why, but I'll save my... So, so I, at least I'm honest and I don't pick apart. Uh, pick apart. So I don't pick and choose bits of your theory that I really like and borrow them. Um <laughs> I've put a question mark on my note here. Is she Barry and Iris's daughter? Because she's there. She's talking to Cecile at the door, giving her the present. Joe comes over. She's like, oh, look at this. It's so wonderful. Iris comes. Well, did Joe? Maybe Joe come over. Talking to Cecile, give her the present. Iris comes over. And as Iris starts to come over, that girl left and real she quick. Flashed. But then we don't see that until like she's around the corner. She's like, who was it? Oh, I don't know. It's a mystery. And she's sitting there. She Again, once the main characters aren't in front of her, she doesn't smile. She doesn't look happy. She looks really sinister. And then just <laughs> disappears. Mm. Now, the one thing I noticed. Now, I'm colorblind, so correct me if I'm wrong. But we know that Barry's lightning is yellow because mm-hmm. he wears a red suit. So he's... His, his lightning's yellow. When Iris became the Flash for an episode a couple of weeks ago, you told me her lightning was pink. Mm-hmm. Now, when I watched this the other night and rewound it, I'm watching this in HD on Fox 8. So it's as good as it can be, but my stupid colorblind eyes still managed to confuse things. I paused it and I'm like, is that a mi-? It's definitely a mixture of two colors. And to me, oh, her lightning was yellow and pink. I I saw the yellow right. for sure. I reckon I probably thought it was just yellow and red. Okay. Like and you berries. might be absolutely correct. I just didn't know whether... But you could you, be right. Maybe. I don't know. Again, For right? me, thinking it was those colors, it's the biggest indication. I mean, one, she's she's got flash powers. So yep. good good chance anyway. I mean, we've been saying she's been a speedster this whole time anyway. And you know, she could have been um, uh, Jay Garrick's uh, little trainee that he mentioned yeah. back in the Flash Time episode. But she's got hybrid lightning colours. So but if she is Barry and Iris's daughter, why would she be giving a present to, for all intents and purposes, her grandfather? And grandmother, and grandmother? for their... I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, she. but why do anything? Like, she's done... You know why? Why? Why show up at the wedding and sort of what? Like, yeah, nothing that she's done so far has made sense. No, she's just and she always, always looks yeah, sinister. yeah, yeah. 
So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm really excited now. I mean, we probably won't see her for another two episodes. That might be it until be the, the last ten minutes yeah, of the season finale. cliffhanger of the season finale. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited now. So what what are you you thinking? Maybe it's it's a I Joe think and it Cecile thing. I think it might be Joe and Cecile. Okay, yeah. but um, but then the the having the speedster um in her doesn't make. Well, that. they could. But, know, uh, yeah. They could I mean, science they explain, explain exactly. This. <laughs> there could be you hang around Barry too much, you know, and it's like you know, if you hang around him long enough, you adopt his powers in the in the in the fetus stages. Like yeah. fuck off. But they probably could do that and just expect us to buy it. So, oh yeah, wow. God, Ben would be losing freaking mind if he was here. If the baby was a f- speedster. Wouldn't the gestation period for her pregnancy be like? <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going no, no, no. That's interesting. <laughs> hey, look, I remember after Superman Returns came out in the cinemas, and there were a couple of documentaries. Uh, they actually, were on TV. Oh no, it was on Foxtel. And it was the science of Superman. It was like three different ones, and one of them was like it was so sweaty. Oh my god! But it was talking about the, like how does he fly? Well, he he can jump. Sure, he can force himself off the ground. He's got enough strength in his legs and whatever to push himself off the ground to great heights. But how does he stay up? How does he propel himself? If he's stationary in air, how does he propel himself forward? Other than willpower. How does that make sense? So in this science thing, they're like theorizing or at least working off some science in the comics. I have no idea. That he emits like like out of his sweat glands, tiny, tiny little like droplets of sweat that it's like forcing that out is, is almost it's 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 pushing him like something as stupid as that right <laughs> they're now theorizing about and it's almost a bit going back to more rats and Kevin Smith when he used to write that and, and theorize that what would happen if Clark Kent and Lois Lane did actually have sex what happens can he wear a condom does the is the condom strong enough to stop his Kryptonian semen <laughs> like it's like what are you talking they said they go oh, and, and, and more, when, the, when the semen comes out wouldn't it like just burst through into two. It, well, this this right is what burst from what? Two like into two. It'll split oh. her apart. Well, no, this, this is exactly what they said in Mall Rats. They go this thing, and I'm quoting. I'm not trying to be rude here. This is what they said in Mall Rats. Okay, so God love Kevin Smith. He's thought about this. He's like, Superman had come inside her and open her up like a f-ing shotgun. And it's like, I'm like, <laughs> I watched Mall Rats way too young, and I was like, what did they just say about my beloved this Superman? This one had Shannon Doherty in it, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Brenda. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, in uh, this Science of Superman doco, they that they. <laughs> Theorized, they 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 were playing with the idea that his his sperm, his semen would, would go up into fly because obviously because he can fly into the atmosphere and fly over Earth and just impregnate women all over. And I'm like, what are you guys thinking about? How do you sit down and think about this? This is clearly like I would do that if I was blind drunk with some mates. It's called like, marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, when they have sex, right? So look, the idea that the gestational period would would speed up is not crazy. Maybe they just haven't thought of that crazy yet. Maybe. Until they listen to our podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Retcon some features for season five and away we go. Can we talk about Arrow? Arrow. Yeah. Dockets. Number 11, 19, 41, 73 was the annoying what? title of this episode. I'm like, what does that mean? But then when he gets brought out into uh, the courtroom, that's the docket number for the court case. Oh. So it's like it's almost like a lazy term for the for the uh for the name of the episode, but um yeah, really cool. Uh 
cool way to open up this episode. Diggle, one-man mm. army, infiltrating f***ing Eastern Europe somewhere. It was cool. Just mowing down people from the skies. <laughs> then does an awesome, like, when he shot that Jeep with a rocket launcher of some description, it exploded and went over, over. him as it did this slow-mo pan from in front to behind him. And he did not move. He didn't even blink. He was like, I know what I'm doing. I'm f***ing John Diggle and I'm the boss here. Like, <laughs> what a way to open. So he busts in to rescue one person from that tent. Did you know who that was? Because I had a good theory of who it was and who it ended up being straight away. No. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking awesome here. So, because that guy hasn't been around for a couple of years, right? Human target? Um, I want to say a couple of seasons. Oh, my God. I, I... Maybe when he showed up in the, um, in the, in the, in the flashback to Russia with it, he, I think he doubled as Oliver. Oh, he's something. a face changing man. Yeah, the face changing yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't recognize him. I'd forgotten what he looked like. Yeah, so right. I, I'm thinking, who, who's he just saved? And I'll, I'll watch this with my wife, and he pops up. She goes, oh. And I'm like, you don't recognize him. You don't watch this show. But of course, he was um, Rachel Taylor. Um, line, what's her? F- uh, Trisha's boyfriend in the first season of Jessica Jones and oh. appeared in the first, I think. One or oh, the two one episodes. That went a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a cop, but he was in the first season. Him? Yeah, that's him, right? Oh yeah. My God. So that's where she recognized him from. And she's like, oh, look, it's him. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know. He's actually been part of this show for like <laughs> once a year for every season, <laughs> which I like this thing. He's like, guys, I'm always happy to help. Maybe you don't call me again for another year. Yeah. I'm like, oh, meta joke. I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I strangely, um, in an episode, and I know I mentioned it last week, but we didn't see really any green arrow action because it was Oliver being captured um, by Anatoly and then he handed over to Diaz that it was one of my favorite episodes of Arrow so far this season and it was kind of like that favorite episode of Flash from this season of mine where he wasn't the Flash at all this was the same thing we didn't see any green arrow action mm. most of it was a courtroom drama which is what you mentioned last oh week. yeah yeah but the, like yeah the you're, relationship with the Flash yeah yeah and you're wondering if next week Arrow was going to be a courtroom drama yeah, and, <laughs> it was. yeah it was. and I actually I I dug it I like the fact that it's like it, it is real world shit with Flash it's a bit different superheroics you can pretend not to be a superhuman but basically they're putting this guy on trial for just being a plain old vigilante yeah he's the mayor He's in trouble. I like him walking through. Do you know who the Flash is? What are all these other vigilantes? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he's sitting there just copying up all of this, you know, whether it would be falsified evidence or true evidence, but we're not willing to admit it. Yeah. Even his lawyer doesn't really want to ask the question, but she does. Like, I, I really like this episode, and Arrow was not Arrow for this entire thing. A dead character was Arrow, <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. Oh, so, did you know that, well, you recognized who Diggle saved, so... Well, I didn't. So I got when a guess because, yeah, I had a guess. Okay. Yeah. So when Tommy took the stand, did you know that it wasn't Tommy? Oh, yeah. See, I didn't. Yeah. I even oh, wrote that. Wow. Tommy Merlin, what the f***? And then yeah. I've written, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, that would have been awesome to actually experience that because you would have almost been experiencing that from Oliver's point of view. Like he, he yeah. said to Felicity after, I knew that he was planning something and obviously he knew about Human Target being it. He goes, I didn't know he was going to use Tommy's face though. And I'm like, mm. what a stroke of genius on, G- on Diggle's part that Oliver's face was like, oh my, oh my God. genuine. Yeah. yeah. Even though he said, I know who the Green Arrow is. I know his identity, but I, I'm, it's not my position to reveal that, even though it would set me free. That 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 confusion that that sad yeah, he look shouldn't have been shocked. He shouldn't have been as shocked. But I'm like, oh, maybe you could just explain that away as him being 
completely taken by this guy's selfless act. That yeah. he's like, I wouldn't give up your identity, but you're here giving it up for me. Mm. But I liked his cockiness. You know, he's like, take him into into custody. And I like, you know, um, Doc Fraser from Stargate uh, representing uh, Oliver saying, well, clearly he's he's on trial for being this guy. That guy's right there. They're not the same person. Can't well, it, it's a mistrial now. He's like, no, 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 no. We're going to arrest Green Arrow, but we're still going to push on with the trial. And Tommy Merlin says, "Man, in like a couple of minutes, my team's going to break me out. I hope you're okay with that because it's going to happen." <laughs> oh, and then like to build on as well from last week, um, you know that oh, um, uh, taking down Diaz is always going to come down oh, to us. Oh my god! I no, I um, it's it, they're starting to come, not so much come back together. But they're starting to make men's in their relationship that I wish they'd done 10 weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. With the writing that they've had in these episodes, it doesn't make sense that they are still where they are. Yeah. Because they've done nothing with it. So, you know, you get Renee here and he's like, you know, he's still, he goes, Oliver's still a jerk, but I'm not letting him go down for me. Mm. You know, like he's doing this to protect us. Are we going to stand for that? Oh, no, I guess we're not. Like, he was more against Oliver than anyone. He's like, no, f*** that. I'm not letting him go down just for us. I'm going to be there to support him. He's there because I, I'm going to get up there and say that I lied or whatever. Yeah. And then he gets up there and f- Diaz brings his daughter and oh. like, f*** you, you, Do you know, arsehole. That pissed me off because yeah. the week before, they're talking about Diaz being in hiding and no one can find him. And he's like... He's walking the streets. Well, that's He's the thing. Everywhere. It's it's so confusing. They're saying no one can find him, but it's it's only the people that are looking for him that can't find him. Because otherwise, they said if you just get out and go, Diaz is the bad guy. No one knows who Diaz is. Like no one cares. The people that might be able to to put him in jail and and the, and the public and the media don't actually know that this guy means anything. Like yeah. it doesn't. Joe Blow. So you're right. Like we're seeing him do that. It's like, hang on a second. You said you can't find him, but it's like, well, hang on. The people that are looking for him, our people can't find him. But then he shows up, and it's he shows up in places where finding him doesn't mean anything. Even mm. Diggle and um, and Canary on the street, like ready to kill him outside the courthouse. He's and they're like, they're like, are you gonna do this here? They're like, I don't, I don't even care anymore. I'll do it anyway. And he's like, well. Look at the whole police force. That's where it pisses me off. Like he's the police force are calling him boss, yeah, and he's there just like, yep, signalling out, pointing fingers at people he wants them to shoot. And I'm like, I know everyone's corrupted in the city, but how corrupted does it have to be when a crime lord in the middle of the day, in the middle of the city, outside a courtroom, can just boss around the cops and instruct them about where to go and who to kill? I can answer that in two words: Donald Trump. Didn't he actually say that that one point he could shoot someone in Fifth Avenue and not lose any supporters? Was that Donald yeah, Trump? Yeah, it was. <laughs> or someone in his makeup? But I'm pretty sure it was him. He could actually shoot someone. I don't even know whether he was saying anyone specific or from any specific group that he could kill someone and wouldn't lose any yep. supporters. I'm like, you're the f-ing president! <laughs> what is wrong with the world? <laughs> I, oh, man. Oh, so it can be kind of believable in a TV show when it's actually kind of sort of happening in real life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that, so annoying. But I, I did like how yeah, they're starting to come back together. And you know, even the fact that Renee and, and Oliver at the end, they shook hands. And Oliver's like, I'm, I'm sorry for what happened the other week. Yep. I'm sorry for everything that came before. And, and Renee was sort of the same deal. He's like, yeah, look, we had disagreements. And doesn't mean I forgive you for certain things. Doesn't mean I think differently to how I did. 
but I wish we'd handled it differently. And they shook hands, and like last week he shook hands with Diggle, and, and even though Oliver and Diggle are still arguing and they've shook hands about one thing, they still don't agree on everything else. But obviously Diggle's still working to help him by going to yeah. get Human Target from somewhere in Europe, and, and, and everyone's still... They're still working as a team, but they're but broken. Separately. It's it's weird, but I, I like it because they're making men's now two episodes away from the season finale when I wish they'd done this 10 weeks ago. Yeah. Like it went on long enough that these guys were fighting. So again, I, I if I was judging it according to what this season was and how it's dipped and what they're doing now, is it too little too late? Maybe I'd think of it differently, but I'm purely thinking about it. It might be a little bit of relief, but I'm judging it purely on the episode alone. And I f***ing love this episode. I really did. It was, yeah, it was a good episode. The one thing that did bother me though um was the convenience with Evil Laurel um, and Diaz with the little, um, what's it called? The, the the meta dampener or something? Oh, yeah. Because he had her by the throat mm. and she could have blown his eardrums yeah. out then and there mm. and she didn't. And then at, towards the end, she decided, I'm going to do this. Mm. And then, oh, it's in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah. And even though they tried to explain it away, like he as he as he pressed really it, weak. she got up and he's like, and she's like struggling. He goes, couldn't get to it in time before yeah. he did it. It's like, yeah, obviously you didn't. I mean, the fact that you're pointing it out that makes it even more tacky. That yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, but at that moment, I'm like, what's she gonna do here? Like, she's taken in everyone. I didn't think she was gonna kill Diaz two episodes out because then then where's the drama? Him getting out of jail or not being convicted? Um, no, because by the end of this, that he's still going to jail. Like, this courtroom saw him being tried as being the Green Arrow and murdering people as the Green Arrow. The Green Arrow shows up gets taken away, escapes, as you would expect the real Green Arrow to do, and the court is still like, nah, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I don't doubt that there would be people dumb enough out there. At least they didn't use the flash excuse, like when Barry got sacked from the police department. for like, He goes, I didn't kill DeVoe. It's like, well, he goes, DeVoe walked in and said I didn't kill him. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, there's some meta shit going around. You never know what's going on in this city. Yeah, They didn't go down that route because this 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 show is more grounded than... Yeah, there are metas that exist. Obviously, you've got evil Laura walking around, but they don't need to talk about it to remind you it still exists in the same universe uh, and that there are so many supernatural elements and all that. But still, at the same time, like Merlin made a pretty convincing argument when he falls through the ceiling, takes it off, and he's just cocky mm. and selling the right stories and, and, and saying everything right, really, that he needed to say in that particular moment, even getting taken away, going, yeah, man. <laughs> I'll be out of here in a couple of minutes. And then he is like, you would go, okay, well, maybe not we've got the wrong guy. We need to try you now for aiding and abetting or something. Like, is that even part of his charge or are they just purely... Because he said, yeah, I know the I know the Green Arrow. I help him out with stuff. He helps me out with stuff. That's what they should get him on. Like, that's a real life yeah. case right now when if you can't get them on the murder charge, well, then you get them on the gun charge or you get them on the conspiracy to charge. And it might not put them away for as long, but at least you get them off the street type yeah. thing. like And the by association charge yeah. as well. Like yeah. he's admitting to all that, even though he's not being trialed for it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I really dug this episode, which is good that it's two episodes out. I want to hope that they don't have enough time to dip in quality before they try and pick it up again for a cliffhanger because... We're on a good roll here, guys. Last week was good. I really liked last week. This week is better. Just just, just keep that going. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And I want to say that Ben, who lost faith in this show, I will know. be starting to feel good. Please. 
Do you want to do scores? Uh, I've had mine written. I've had uh, mine written. Oh, my God, yes. So, like, as soon as the episode... I was going on going, yep, that's there. That's better than this. Boom, I'm ready to to go. And like I said before, it it is a good week all over. And I doesn't mean because something's on the bottom that I dislike the episode. Yeah. It's just that the the next one above it is just a little bit better and so on and so forth. So for me, in third place this week, as good as it was and an improvement as it was on last week, Supergirl, then Flash, and then Arrow for me. Okay. Mine's very similar. Mm-hmm. I've got Flash at number one because I, I really, really enjoyed the backstory of the... Um, of Clifford and Mully's um, and just the end where she was like, oh, f*** you. Clifford. I'm out of here. <laughs> Clifford. <laughs> oh, I love her accent. It's so sexy. It is. <laughs> Clifford. My name's not Clifford. I'd be happy for it to say Clifford. <laughs> yeah, Mitch. Clifford. Oh, that'll do. <laughs> um, I've got Arrow at number two and Supergirl at number three. Can't argue too much with that. Yeah. Oh, man, this has been good. A little bit, we've been so close last I week. Know. Like, I look at last week, you know, we were there and we had the same top, but the bottom ones were separate. Now it's all mixed. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's, it's okay. We're almost on par. These shows are going well. I'm they feeling are. good. I think the, the only reason for me why Arrow's not on top is because I'm just sick to death of Diaz. Fair call. So that to me, that, that sort of drops points for mm. me. I just, I just want him dead. I'm yeah. Done. See, I want him dead, but I'm like, I'm in world at this stage. Like when he walks through so confidently with Renee's daughter, and just sits there with his hands on a shoulder. But each. why did he tell? Why did, he's sitting like right there. Everyone's looking at him, as in Renee. He could have said, "That guy back there has my child against her will." Like yeah. he wants me to say something. Like. Isn't that what a normal person? I, I know. I think for him, like he's too worried at that point, and I, I, I feel for, I, I sympathise with him in that moment because it's like, well, you say that now, yeah, he probably walks out of here, but then you guys get your daughter gets killed later, like you yeah. wouldn't be able to protect her. Yeah. So you need to play the game, but I but mean, then yeah. he purged himself. Yeah. Well, he didn't, but they think he did. Well, how good was Laurel though? <laughs> Evil Laurel finally came through. She just yeah. got up and was like. Who's who's the arrow? Tommy Merlin and Diaz like silly girl. That was you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and then she you know says to 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 Lance, she's like, well, you're right. The first step to standing up to someone is standing up to someone. And she's like, I got I got to do it. Got to pull the bandaid off, like you said. Got some balls and just said, "Fuck you, you're an asshole. Yep. You don't control me." You know, he got one up her on the end. So, so that's two chicks, two bad chicks in a row, because Flash and Arrow. Mm. Right off the back of each other, have got the evil betrayed going, the men, the evil men in their lives. Evil men, Clifford. Clifford. <laughs> Clifford. All right, that is week number twenty-five of DC TV. You can check out uh, while we're speaking of uh, Shield before uh, Matty Gibson, high pitch, the uh, DC TV hater amongst our get into <laughs> geek team. Loves Marvel though, so we're talking Agents of Shield, talking The Gifted. You can uh, check them out on the podcasting channels as well, SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find us on the socials. You want to uh, hit us up, send us a message. Uh, get into Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or Get Into Geek at gmail.com. Myself though, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to come and talk some heroes. Terry, where you at? <laughs> Tez McLez on Instagram. On Instagrams. We'll see you back uh, next week, uh, week number 26, the penultimate episode of Arrow. Fingers crossed. Come on. We're, 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 we're almost there, Terry. We're <laughs> so almost close. there. Get into geek.com.